Ow. Hey guys, good morning and welcome back to an episode of Folgers and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, yours truly will be read. Sending out much love, high vibrations, and positive energies throughout the airways, baby. Blessings on blessings. So I want to just jump right in the topic, guys. And I just want to take a moment to talk about life, right? Um, I have this saying, I don't know where I got it from. I think it was a movie. I'm not sure. I've been saying it for so many years now, but um, life happens and then you die. And anyone who knows me personally, regular listeners know, um, I have indulged in deaf culture far too long unconsciously to the point where now that I'm consciously aware of how programmed we are to, you know, usher in the end that I find it entertaining. So I make a lot of comments and jokes about mortality. Um, because for real shit, we're all gonna die. Like, it doesn't matter when, where, how, um, the why, none of that's important. The reality of it is that this physical existence is finite. Being dual creatures, we have to understand that, see, first of all, we're stuck in this little physical body. So Tom has this bum ass like buffer around it, but we're spiritual beings. We're infinite. This is a journey. And the same way if you was, um, mm, let's say you're flying out from New York to Boston, that's a journey. Not the longest journey, realistically. I don't know why Boston popped in my mind. Shout out to Boston and all the students at MIT. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's say you was gonna travel from New York to Boston. Um, you need the train to get to the fucking airport, unless you took a cab, which would be crazy because cabs cost OD just as soon as they hear LaGuardia JFK. But um, yeah, you would either take the train or the bus or a cab to the airport. You would get on the plane. Once you got off the plane, you would have to either take a car or a train. I don't know if there's trains in Boston. I don't think so. But I know there's buses, definitely. But you would have to switch vehicles to get where you're going. You know what I'm saying? If you were doing, like, um, a five-mile, five miles ain't enough. Let's say you was doing, like, a 25-mile um, excursion in nature. <clears throat> you would... Um, you would probably have a bike as well as your sneakers so that way you can go up the hill and um, who knows, you might have the um, the ropes and shit so that way you can scale down the mountain. You would have the proper utensils and equipment and tools to get you through the fucking journey ahead. You would have prepared for it. Believe it or not, guys, these bodies were packed the same way you would pack a pack, um, a book bag for hiking journey. These bodies were built for this physical journey. They're dense for a reason. They're beautiful for a reason. They um, break down and you know what I'm saying? Like this is a vehicle. It needs maintenance and <coughs> um, oil and everything to maintain it. <laughs> It has a purpose, and once it reaches the end of its destination, the same way you will park your car then the night when you get home, 
Yeah, we're gonna park these fucking physical bodies in a grave or in an urn or in a mausoleum or some people in a museum, you know? But we're gonna leave these bad boys behind. And we're gonna move on to bigger, better <clears throat> phases of the experience. This experience, right? Existence, bigger than life. But um, yeah, so <clears throat> I like to play with people's minds and fuck with people sometimes when we're talking about the severity of life and death. Because, again, I've indulged in the reality of death culture. I've lost a lot of people in this physical life. So I don't really fear death the same way that others fear. Realistically, I got a whole fucking crew waiting for me when I get where I'm going. So I'm, you know, I'm not worried. Or... I think it's more concerning of the how than the what after. I think that's what most people, but that's not the topic of today. Maybe we'll talk about that um, in a future episode. Today's focus is, so what happens in the in-between time? The meantime, in-between time, right? So you're alive, then one day you're dead. But there's so many years in between there, if you're lucky. Shit. Even the hours, you know what I'm saying? Some people don't live long. My son, my second born, only lived 36 hours. And I can imagine hindsight is 2020 now that, you know, I've released the pain attached to the memory of losing him. In 36 hours is probably a lot for him. It was probably really long. Like he had surgery in him 36 hours. Um, that he was born, he had surgery, he got to meet me, his brother, his aunt, like a lot happened. He was being mixed around in different rooms and situations. And so who knows that 36 hours could have felt like a whole fucking millennium, you know? Time is not linear the way we think about it. It's so circular and it's always happening, happening, happening. And I've been consciously existing in moments instead of in minutes. And it has been resulting in greater days real shit and i think that's the key to the in-between right those moments of living when we know that shit right now this is all we got like seriously we don't know what comes next we would like to think that you know there are pearly gates and or, you know what I mean? Some kind of... Hell for me is always cold. I don't know. I like the original version of it. If I had to give it an imagery, I don't like cold. But it's like barren icebox of a place. And, you know, you avoided it. No one wants to look forward to fucking freezing, right? But um, it's life. It's the moments in between that are so precious. That are so meaningful. It are, Realistically, the whole reason why we packed this vessel. Call the meat soup. AKA the human body. <coughs> we wanted to experience life. We wanted to feel. Um, Joy and sorrow, pleasure and pain. 
experiences, no matter how you want to categorize them or made the final, i.e. good or bad, right? Experiences are what make us. They are what shape and mold us. (coughs) We are the byproducts of our yesterday. And what I mean by that is I had to take a sip of this coffee. Back with hitting. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> everything that we've ever done, everything that we've never done, everything that we've wanted to do, everything we dream about doing, everything we're afraid of doing, everything we're so animate that we're never going to do. <clears throat> this is all what makes us. You know what I'm saying? It's what makes us great. It what makes it's what makes us annoying. It's what makes us determined. It's what makes us lazy, you know. And I guess the best way to get a grip or some form of control over um, your present, which is the byproduct of your past, is to really just analyze who you are right now. Who am I today? Um, And then to realize or to focus on what made you that way today. Like, I am extremely goal-driven. I'm extremely motivated. I'm extremely um, enthusiastic about conquering fucking life. I'm 100% aware that that all backtracks to trauma in fourth grade, you know? Um, we, if we allow ourselves to backtrack, we can find what experiences resulted in the way we are. I am currently and constantly Reevaluating, uploading, download. Um, no, I was literally getting download. My bad. Um, you know, taking in information from all forms, the ether, books. Um, I'll say YouTube more than television because I don't really watch regular TV like that. But the movies and stuff that I do watch, I go constantly taking in info. Mm. My coffee came out good this morning. I almost went and bought a cup. See? Glad I wasn't lazy. Byproduct of me actually getting up and being enthusiastic while making my own cup. My shit came out fire. But um, yeah, staying on um track, guys. The um our experiences, they they make us who we are and they ultimately determine our tomorrows. They make our todays and determine our tomorrows. And once we get an understanding of, okay, so it looks like, all right, that's just because we love labeling shit and being harsh on ourselves. So I'm lazy as fuck, right? I'm really not, but we're just going to say that because the abusive part of my personality used to say shit like that to myself all the time. So, all right, you're lazy as fuck. You got a sink full of dishes, bitch. Go do the dishes. I don't want to do the dishes. 
they're going to have to get done regardless. I'm going to be the one who has to do them regardless. They'll get done on my time. Why would I purposely drag out something that I don't want to do? Um, why would I make it harder on myself? I'm already indulging in the energy that they exist. So why not go full throttle? Remove them from my mind, from my sink, from my life. And just do them and get them over with. No, I'm going to procrastinate. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to do everything else in the world but the fucking dishes. That way, two hours later, when more dishes piled up and it's even a bigger mess, I can go do them with an attitude and be upset that I have to do them in the first place. Could avoid it. All that. That is a result. I could have avoided all that. My bad. I got caught up in the thought of it. Like, that really used to be me, gosh. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, could have avoided all that really simply by just acknowledging, I don't like doing dishes. Why don't I like doing dishes? Because I did dishes growing up as a kid. Like, I had to do them very early, and I never had time to just be like, all right, I'll do them later. So I'm not lazy. I'm indulging in the opportunity that I've never had before. My mom doesn't live here. She don't pay no bills. No make her dishes. That's not her sink. This ain't her kitchen. Hey, Ma. Love you. Um, but yeah, so I'm not under the pressure of her guidance, her rule, her desires. Like, you know what I'm I have that kind of freedom. Because I have that freedom, which I've never had, I can make choices on it. Now, this is where... The past shape that's how the past shaped the present. But this is how the past will dictate your future. What the fuck do I do with this information? All right, bitch. Yes. You want to consider yourself traumatized for being for being taught how to be responsible and self-sufficient. Okay. Woe was me. Have your pity party. You want to indulge in the idea and the reality that you're not on someone's time and you can do shit whenever the fuck you want. That's nice. Have fun with that. But realize that you know they need to be done. That's why you're looking at them thinking that they need to be done. But you're making so many excuses as a result of what you used to have, you know, what you've been through. Instead of tapping into that and finding the joy of the fact that ah, I'm going to bust these shits out. Not because I have to, but because I want to. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to do them now because it's my choice. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to ask nobody, can I do them later? I know I could do them later. And because I can do them later, I'm going to do them now. Just get them out the way. One, two, three, bing, 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 bing. Why is that important to realize? Because now you've got knowledge, knowledge of self. You say knowledge is power, and it really is. But the most powerful fucking knowledge you can ever have is the knowledge of yourself. Because now I am aware of a self-limiting behavior. Now I am removing this illusion because it's an illusion that I'm lazy. It's an illusion that I procrastinate. I'm removing the illusion that I'm both lazy and a procrastinator and I'm doing what the fuck I actually want to do. Because realistically, if I didn't want to do the dishes, I wouldn't have acknowledged them at all. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't want my sink clean, I wouldn't have acknowledged the fact that there was dishes in it at all. It's so many layers, guys. We're all just big fucking walking, talking onions. Mm. And it's so many layers. And being that we're always expanding and growing, the layers are always layering. And it's like, it's so hard to 
get down to the middle. This is why you have to constantly be peeling and discovering and uncovering and being gentle with yourself in the process. Being gentle with yourself is really important. Like I said, I was extremely abusive to myself with my words. Being Just being gentle with my words make me a better person to myself. It makes me more productive because that conversation with the dishes has actually happened. Like, now when I see the dishes, I'll still suck my teeth. I don't want to fucking do no... I don't like doing dishes. But it's not... I'm not coming from my trauma. I'm coming from my optimism, my want for better. I want my sink empty. That's what I'm focused on. So I hope that makes sense. It's kind of getting tossed. I mean pulled out of the track, but I'm about to bring it all back, I'm about to bring it all back. Now, so I've conquered this, right? So it was, you can say years have passed, I've raised my kids, and I've instilled in them the same knowledge when it comes to things, to say homework, right? You have homework to do. I know, I want to be on my iPad. Okay know that you know oh shit I don't think that was the best how do I try it now my bad I'm not sure if that was the best analogy but um I already said it so let's just flip with it so what knowledge did I gain I gained the knowledge of self that you know my trauma place will force me or will convince because you can't be forced unless <coughs> is a gun to your head <coughs> You're not being forced. And even with that, I mean, it is really always the option just to get shot, right? But who the fuck am I? <laughs> anyway, so um, I'm, I've now learned to choose from a place of, I guess, stability and logic over trauma. It's not really a happy place. You know, it's a happy place. But I'm thinking outside of pain. And that's the funny thing. What that word trauma, I had to do a whole episode on just trauma. Because that word is not given the recognition it's supposed to. People think of trauma, they think of physical, they think of emotional, they think of sexual. You can be traumatized and experience traumatic experiences through anything. A trip and fall over a wire. You know what I'm saying? If you was on the phone having a good conversation and your mom was just oblivious to just the entire world, you were that present, you were that into what you were doing, and then you fucking trip and fall and the fucking flunk, f- f- the phone, excuse me, flies out your hand, screen breaks, that can be traumatic. Now, every time you see fucking wires on the phone, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you're not nervous and breaking out in the sweats and stuff like that, but you can't even proceed how you would normally proceed because now you're cautious this is why i say our experiences directly influence our present and if we do not keep up with these things if we're not constantly self-evaluating and checking and you know what i mean balancing and stabilizing ourselves it dictates our future as well and it stagnates us now back to the whole um you know, bringing in the kids in the 
beauty of obtaining this knowledge is now it's shareable. Experiences are most important because it's something that you can share. You can explain to your kids like, yeah, I used to be a procrastinator and I used to put things off. I wanted to go outside and do this first. I wanted to do that first. I'm going to do ah, and then by the time I had to do, now I have comes into play because, you know, in this sense, we're talking about being under the dominion of a parent. You don't want your ass whooped. You don't want your electronics removed. You don't want to be on punishment and restricted. They gave you all that room to hang yourself. Now you got to dangle. Now you're half tired, exhausted. You got homework to do, dishes, chores, yada, 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 yada. It just made for a miserable wrap up of a collection of moments, AKA today. And that's the beautiful part about experience, guys. You can teach someone and allow someone to experience your experience without ever having to be there. Does that make sense? I've been doing that myself. I've always been a lover of old people. I always hung out with people who were older than me, but surprisingly are not elders, period. Like, uh, yeah, it's something about women in their 90s that I just enjoy their company and I've always enjoyed their company. I guess that's why me and my grandma get along so well. She's in her 90s. But um, yeah, I love older women. I love listening to stories. I love watching their face light up when they recap their younger days and experiences and, you know, retell what it was like being a mom and um, being a grandmother and just being a wife and a, a lover and, you know what I'm saying, a worker and just all the different experiences that they had. Because I learned so much. Absorbing info from people who have actually been through something allows me to make better choices in life when similar or the same situations arise. Because again, time is circular. Everything happens. You got to say history repeats itself. Like It might not be the exact same thing, exact same person, exact same place, time. You know what I mean? Like Don't think so small. Cosmically, there's nothing that's happening right now that has not already happened before that will not happen again. So if you do your due diligence in the here and the now and you learn, you pay attention, you take note and actually, you know, navigate smoothly through this, you can share this info with generations to come. You know what I mean? In the form of jokes at a family dinner, um, scary stories at a fucking campfire, you know what I mean? Reminiscing on memories while you're looking in um, the photo book and things like that. You can share your growth. And that's an absolutely amazing thing. I think that's one of the coolest parts that I'm experiencing with self-analyzing and um, self-reflection and just being honest with myself about myself, realizing my limits, um, testing them, you know, even acknowledging them. I was sitting talking with my therapist yesterday, actually, and she was um, trying to coach me to push through a limitation that I know that I have. And like I explained to her, it's not that I have a fear or a, 
I don't know what the fucking word would be, but you know, it's not like I have an unknown barrier. I've experimented with this several times and I'm just not good at it. I'm not going to, how do I, how did I say it? I have, I'm not going to quit. I'm never going to lose sight of the objective, but a bitch will find a second route real quick. Like I'm not going to force myself to climb a fucking mountain if I can walk 30 miles around, you know, and just go around it. Now, if I got the gear to climb the mountain, I got the sneakers on, I got the energy and the agility and I'm, I'm all for it. But if I don't, if I done tried and I keep falling and my legs are all beat up, bruised up and bleeding up, no. And I ran out of water, no. You mean, I couldn't just walk around this bitch. Why would I climb up it? Choose your battles wisely. You know what I'm saying? And then once I get around the bitch and I get a phone call from, you know, the niggas who got it, who just made it up today, like, yo, how you got through it? Yo, we've been climbing this shit. It's just crazy. It's mad slippery. I, I, my grappling hook won't stand. Yo, walk around, bro. Just walk around. You know what I'm saying? I can share the info now. I can spare you the fucking broken bones and the bruises and the headache and the heartache. And it's such an amazing thing to be able to do that. You know, to be able to tell somebody, like, and not in the condescending, oh, I've been there. Let me try to school you. But know that in a passionate, that's why I said in the form of jokes or even scary stories or tales or, you know what I mean? Like, when there's emotion attached to it, some form of narration and, you know, just some reality. When you can tap back into the whole experience, you really can share it. You know what I'm saying? If you're just trying to school somebody like, yeah, son, because I've been through that. Don't do that. You're never going to get through to them. And they're going to end up doing it. And then if you had that attitude in the first place, you're probably the I told you so kind of person. And you're going to be like, yeah, I tried to tell you. So no, you didn't try to tell me. Like, you didn't explain. You didn't get, like, I, passion needs to be involved in these kind of conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like, or you want to let someone truly tap in. Like, this is a shared experience. I'm going to take a break real quick. Because um, this wasn't supposed to be a long episode. I'm basically kind of ready to wrap up already, but I still got a little bit more to say. But anyway, um, that's the beautiful thing I'm also noticing on a spiritual aspect. As I uh, never want to master anything because then that stagnates my growth. But as I evolve and get better at just spiritual fucking life and existence and my abilities grow and I'm really learning that spirit is just one like it really is you have your spirit I have my spirit but technically it is just spirit and we can tap in and out of each other's spirits so or vibrations in a sense kind of easily too we just be so fucking busy everything with magic is actually really easy if we just let our minds um really do it but anyway you can when i've noticed the most that's why i am so animated my best friend was just on the um phone with me last night saying how she loves when i do imitations of people like, i love when you tell the story you imitate people you be having me dying because i need you to feel it i need you to see it like you have to experience it the way i'm experiencing it so that way you can get the same thing from it i got was close to it and when you're trying to teach someone especially the next generation 
of an experience, get into that. Like, if it's really your experience, you know what I'm saying? Get into it and th- tap back into it so they can tap into you and really, really, really make an emotional imprint. Because we hear things, we see things, we read things, we're told things. But unless they make an emotional imprint at the time that we're ingesting it through our senses, it goes pretty much in the subconscious realm. And we'll be lucky if we, you know, remember it later on. But um, I'm going to take a quick break before we wrap this up. I need to relight this month. And yeah, then we're going to wrap this up, guys. Be right back. Hey guys, we're back and we are talking about life experience and life, sharing these experiences, building, growing, living, loving, laughing, and just navigating through this fucking physical domain with as much ease as possible. Not as just individuals, but as a collaborative effort. Word to mother. Um, Before we separated, I got into a whole rant about sharing with the next generation and getting caught up in your emotions and leaving an imprint because it is it's so important and fuck brain fart I mean sick ball and um you know sharing these lessons with the next generation so that way their ease through this physical experience can be their navigation through this physical experience can be done with as much ease as possible so gaining knowledge is extremely, extremely important, guys, because only once we gain knowledge can we share knowledge. And again, you live, you die, and it's the moments in between where this experience and this knowledge is held. So how come so many are lacking knowledge and experience? Okay, Um, flow is the energy I've been tapped into for weeks now, and I don't plan on tapping out of it ever, ever. Flow is a beautiful thing. And I say to understand flow, you have to be willing to accept everything that comes in and out of your life because that's how flow works. But there's opposites to everything, guys. Opposites, that's what this existence was made out of. Opposites and polarity being in the middle that balance homeostasis is key flow has the opposite as well it's called stagnation and stagnation is (sighs) scarcity mindset when you come from a place of want when you're coming from a place of lack when you're coming from a place of need even desire and i've never realized that like i'm always old chase your desires yo all that, and it's not to say that you're not supposed to have these things or that experiencing them in any form, shape, or fashion is negative in any kind of way. It's reality. This is the physical experience. Listen, we packed our meat suits for the ride. That's why we have emotions. That's why we have coping skills because we know we're going to go through the bullshit. We chose to go through the bullshit. We created the bullshit to go through the bullshit. That's how powerful spirit is as its oneness. Broken up into all this, we're just like little kids in a candy store, just touching and feeling and experiencing and tasting and getting popped for fucking sticking shit in our pockets without paying for it. Like, this is what life is. This is what we chose. We're built for this. Physically, mentally, emotionally, we're built for this. More, you packed your bag. 
There was no way in the world that you were packing your bag to jump out of an airplane without putting not just a parachute in it. You know you put a backup in there. You know what I'm saying? If your bag was big enough, fuck around and put a third one if that was actually doable safely. I don't know. I don't, I've never jumped out of a plane. It's definitely on a bucket list, though. But I'll learn when I do it, right? Anyway, yeah. Um, flow allows us to experience, to gain knowledge, as well as to share knowledge. But when we are not tapped into flow, we become stagnant, guys. We become like stale, nasty water. You ever, you ever seen a pool of water pile up after the rain? And the weather's not quite hot enough to dry it out. So it just sits there for days and days and days and the water becomes mucky. And you know what I'm saying? It just becomes disgusting. And eventually it starts smelling like ass, like pure. I couldn't even think of no other word. Like stale water stinks. It's so nasty. <coughs> Bacteria is all in it. <coughs> Mosquitoes is laying eggs. It's probably water bugs and all other kinds of nasty shit in it now. Water is life, and water will attract life, even in its um, most undesirable forms. You know what I'm saying? And that's what stagnation is, guys. It's a puddle of nasty, stink, rotten water. Where moldy mildew just... Ugh. <coughs> <coughs> and when we are stagnant in life, when we are not tapped into flow... Shit, we get held up. And again, this is life. Things are going to hold you up. Tom, no matter how circular it is in reality, in this physical reality, we are programmed to see it as linear. We have already been experiencing it as linear. We put numbers from a line, like a, a linear line chart and fucking named them all. Um... One, two, three, that's what I meant by name. I'm sorry, I got an alert on my phone. That's why my phone's supposed to be turned off. It took my attention. But um, yeah, we made it linear. And because of that, time can cause blockages. Um, holdups, temporary mishaps, you know what I'm saying? Like that trying to get up the mountain thing. We have life obligations. We're parents, we're um, husbands and wives, we're lovers and friends. We're daughters and sons and grandchildren and, you know what I'm saying, grandparents and we're employees and we're bosses and, you know what I mean? Like, we have shit to do that we've already, um, you know, put binds in it and no... <coughs> and let me be the first to say I am all for, I am 100% for, rather, the pursuit of happiness. I am all for doing what's right for you to live your best life. But I will never, ever, ever act like our obligations in this physical life can be or should be neglected. It's balance. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times our obligations tie into our happiness. Maybe not ultimately and directly, but even the smallest steps are part of the journey. You know what I'm saying? So... We do have natural holdups, but the biggest holdup that most of us have in flow is fucking fear. 
And I say fear a lot. I talk about fear a lot. Regular listeners, it's probably like, I knew she was going to say that. Yeah, I knew I was going to say that. Y'all should have said it for me. Real shit. Um, life has made us all a bunch of pussies. We're afraid of getting hurt. We're afraid of fucking, I mean, physically getting hurt, emotionally getting hurt, um, financially getting hurt. We're afraid of going broke. We're afraid of fucking being alone. We're afraid of being around people. Like, we're afraid of fucking everything. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. And when you really sit and think about, like, okay, how much you're afraid of. And I know with some people, especially those who have, you know, are still working on ego or who have never did an ego check, it's easy to say, like, I'm not afraid of this. I just don't like that. I'm not afraid of this. I just don't want to do it. No, bro, sit back, relax, and analyze yourself. Fear is a bitch. Fear is designed. Fear is part of ego, and it is designed, excuse me, to protect you at all costs, even at the cost of your happiness. We will convince ourselves that we are, that we don't like something, we don't like somebody, that we're better than something, that we're not good enough for something. We will convince ourselves that there is no point, yo, real life shit. So, um, I was just told about a, um, um, some fast for grant. If you guys hear this in it's real time, what's today? 10, 12, 22. Yeah. Um, some kind of student loan relief opened up and I was told this twice in 24 hours, which is the only reason why it stapled in my mind. Cause there's no such thing as coincidence, but real shit. The first time it was told to me, I heard it. I understood it and I knew the importance of it, but in my mind, I'm so fearful of rejection because every other fucking student loan relief that has kicked in, I just don't seem to qualify for that. I didn't put it into no actual pursuit until I heard it again in less than 24 hours by somebody else. And it's like, nah, this is, this, this is no coincidence. These two people were bringing up the same shit to me about the same and neither one of them, you know what I'm saying? Like in my mind would really give a fuck about my student loan. So the fact that they were thinking about that and they thought about me or they just happened to see me and it thought crossing mine, however the universe made that line up, the fact that it lined up the way it lined up, I know that it was meant for me. So yes, believe me, I got on my computer yesterday and was looking up my motherfucking due diligence. But um, fear, had I played in fear, because that's what it ultimately is. Like at the moment, I didn't listen to it and be like, oh, I'm afraid they're going to say no, so I'm not going to do it. I just was like, all right, I'm going to put it in the back of my mind. I'm, I'm Remind me about it in two days. That's exactly what I told her. If you don't hear me say something about it in two days, just remind me. But why would I be so careless and nonchalant about something that can save me thousands of dollars? Fucking fear. We don't realize it. A lot of the times, Fear is the bottom line to everything, if not all the time. You know what I'm saying? I am, I've evolved from, I had to put labels on these so that way I could, ah, you know, enjoy this moment a little bit better. So I'm in a phase of goddessness, right? I evolved from queen to goddess. Shout out to my nobility and my royalty where it never dies, it just evolves. And as I 
enjoy this realm of goddessness before I evolve into high priestess, which would be my next step. And I feel it, but I'm going to enjoy this goddess shit for a little bit longer. I did a lot, again, self-analyzing, 11-11, shout out, um, did a lot of self-analyzing, self-check, and I realized my comfortable love for sweatpants and hoodie demeanor is not really a love. Like, I've convinced myself that I love sweatpants, sweatpants and hoodies, and I don't like jeans, and you know what I'm saying? Which is partly true. I guess it's, it became my truth, but through meditation, self-analyzing, and you know what I mean? Tra um, trauma healing. No, it's fear of being objectified. Like, I've always been shapely, even when I was a big girl, like I'm sitting now, but I was a big kid, but I was always shapely. And it causes negative attention on a scale that we're not even going to get into. Like, the whole thought just brought me into a whole bad vibe. Yeah, trauma. You know what I'm saying? So being afraid of being attacked, being afraid of being followed, being afraid of bitches wanting to fucking fuck with me just because they're not shaped. Like, like, yo, fears of everything have really conditioned me to just be like, you know what? Sweatpants and hoodies are mad comfortable anyway. You're not really going nowhere. Like, even before I've been self-employed, the last, like, three jobs I had were very casual in their um attire or they provided a uniform so i convinced myself that i had no reason to look nice dress up even wear heels i just realized like, i don't even have no more fucking hills i got rid of all my hills like and all that is through fear and that's not right i absolutely deprived myself of looking nice and having more moments of goddess energy and bad bitch energy because of fucking fear. And when you sit and think about it, fear stops us from a lot. I know when it comes to my money, I ain't even going to get into that because we about to wrap this up. Fear stops a lot of the flow of my money or has stopped because I'm working through that. I'm, I'm, I'm working through all those like and streams are opening up every single day. I say, but yeah, fear is the big one, guys. Fear is the ultimate fucking energy blocker when it comes to obtaining knowledge, expanding, growth. You know what I mean? And whether you decide you want to share your fucking knowledge or not, that's your business. But it is your spiritual right to experience as much as you can experience. You only have a certain amount of time in this vessel, these meat suits were packed for a specific journey that's gonna last a specific amount of time. We've all watched um, excursion movies where niggas get lost and run out of water, run out of food, ill-prepared. They're out there in the woods, in the wilderness, in the elements for longer than they were supposed to be, longer than they were prepared to be. These bodies will expire, guys. And my thing is, Unless you're tapped into your Akashic, Akashic records, you don't remember what your step-by-step -step God plan was when you got here. You know what I'm saying? Therefore, every experience is open to you. Every experience, as far as you know, is part of your fucking ultimate plan. I'm not saying experience something and live in the experience. No, that's stagnation itself. 
You know what I mean? No. Flow. Do things. Go out. Live, laugh, love. You know what I'm saying? Cry a little bit. There's nothing wrong with a bad experience. When we really sit back and think about it, the worst experiences in life are the ones that give us the most strength and courage. Those are the ones that we get the best stories about. Those are the ones that our bloodline and the younger generations learn the most from. You know what I'm saying? Life is a blessing, not because we're alive, but because we are life. Everything about us is living and breathing and expanding and growing and absorbing. We're constantly tapping in and out of energies, elevating and dropping and expanding it and shrinking. Experience these moments fully, guys. Like really allow yourself to woo-saw, inhale, hold it for a second. Let it out slow. Really process what you're thinking. Word. Sometimes I notice a couple of times lately, I've been asked, like, what are you thinking about? I'm not thinking of anything. I'm just experiencing. Somebody hit me with, oh, it's impossible to think about nothing. All I could do is laugh, but that's my favorite line. I'm not thinking about nothing. I'm experiencing. Realistically, I'm letting every moment process to a point where all of it staples into my frontal lobe instead of in the subconscious. If that makes any sense. But um, I don't know. I guess to wrap it all up, guys, and to pull this imagination train into a station, I would just say that the first time is the hardest time for anything. I was told that when I was younger, um, when it comes to, it can't, um, well, the scenario don't matter. Where I want to put other people's business out there in the streets. But um, the first time is always the hardest time. The first time a dude punch you, punch you in your face is the hardest time for him because he don't know what's going to happen. He's never done that to you before. He don't know if you're going to pull out a gun and shoot him, you're going to stab him, you're going to call your brothers, you're going to call the cops. Like, he don't know what's going to happen. You're going to poison his food. You know what I mean? The first time you ask a girl out, or you ask a guy out, especially that. Um, so I got to start speaking more from the feminine stance instead of, I mean, I love my brothers. I'm always trying to talk from the human experience, but I got to stick more to just the feminine aspect. I guess I'll be, that's, see, ah, perfect example. That's fear of everything I'm saying being put back onto me because I'm accused of that all the time. What I say on folders and backwards, what I post on um, social media, everything that comes out my mouth doesn't mean that it actually happens to me. Again, I experience people's experiences. I tap in and out very easily, but here nor there. But yeah, I got to start speaking more from the feminine tense to um, my sisters because anyway, I noticed I let the masculine energy and um, wording dominate up. Oh, that's my long. Regular listeners know that. I mean, it's time for me to get my motherfucking life together. But yeah, so to wrap this all up, guys, um, don't let fear stop you. I mean, something's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. It's going to be maybe financially draining, emotionally draining. Um, it might be anxiety provoking. But that's just because it's the very first time. And if you allow yourself to let those 
fear-driven emotions, those defense mechanisms, those protective agents, you know, stop you from this experience. Think about it like this. You're a superstar about to go on stage. The crowd is going wild. Your security is, your security guards are holding you back. Like, no, 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 no. Let's get the crowd under control. It's wilding out there. You feel the energy. You know they want you. You want them. You want to get out there. You really going to let your security guards not let you give your audience what they paid. If you, any, if you as good as Beyonce, thousands of dollars to see. No, you're going to give them what they came for. You're going to give them what you went there for. That's what we this is what life is. We came here for a reason. We want these experiences. We want this knowledge. Fear is our bodyguards. And when something is new, when something is scary, when something is unknown, fear is going to do its job. So don't get mad at fear. Don't get mad at fear. Don't be like, fuck, I'm always afraid. I can't do it. No. Embrace fear. I love you. I appreciate the fact that you are a part of me and you want us to be so safe and so secure that you will keep me from being hurt by the possibility that this can go wrong. But on the same note, I love you and I love me and I love us enough to know that if this goes right, that this is one for the memory books, baby. So we gonna work together. You gonna stay cautious while I stay, while I stay strong and we gonna push through this. I hope that made sense. I hope this made sense one more time. I hope this made sense. <laughs> oh, man. I hope it resonates with who it needs to. I hope it finds you at the time when it's best to be received by you. Verb. Live, laugh, love, guys. Today's the only day like today. I motherfucking promise you. There will be other days, granted, but there will never be another today. If you have the opportunity to sit down or dance, whew, I swear to God, I hope you dance. Word. I love you guys for listening. Much ashe, namaste, and have a great one, guys. Love you later.